When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, Life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Well, hello, my witchy poo. <laughs> I have something in store for you. Oh, mercy. Yes, a new rhyme. <laughs> How are you? I am good. I can't wait to see what you are going to unpack today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sometimes it feels like I'm packing. Sometimes it feels I just set a match to the luggage. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. (laughs) (laughs) But today I didn't set a match to anything. So that's actually good news for everybody. (laughs) But you good? Life good? good? I'm good. I'm good. Funny Back you from traveling. Should, yeah, it was funny you should bring up uh, luggage. I've been dealing with that a lot. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Um, and I think I've said this. I don't know if I said it on the show, but I've said it to you before. That I sometimes, you know, because like, like we have that dialogue going on in our head and um, weird shit can go through it. Some of the weird shit that is very consistent <laughs> for me, speaking of luggage and burning it. But mine is like I have a fantasy that I lose my phone and I can't ever find it and I'm okay with it. Oh. It's a very strange thing. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like uh, the world has gone, I think, sometimes too far for me, where it's like, I just want to be left alone. 
I just don't want to like, it's like luggage. I don't want to travel, burn the luggage, lose <laughs> my phone. I don't want to like it be accessible 24 seven. You, you anyway, know, wow. You know that, that you can like put it in a drawer and forget about it, right? You can walk away. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, for me, I have to lose it. But anyway, we're going to yeah. cancel clear that because okay. I really don't want to have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, so today, yes, um, I'm really excited. I think this is a, a really great um, topic and we're calling it changing the picture. And I'm going to have to give that credit to Mona, who right. used to write Miss Mona always loves to swoop in. She used to talk about um, when you're really upset about this. She, she talked about, about more about being upset, but there's a broader definition to it. When you're really upset about something that you need to be able to change the picture um, so you don't get caught in that kind of, you know, dark rabbit hole, mm-hmm. um, because not everything has to be like that. And she would call it, she'd talk about changing the picture. And sometimes it's changing the picture for yourself. And sometimes it's ha- changing the picture for other people. So right. it's not just what it does. Um, like you doing it for yourself, which is also very important, but sometimes we can actually do it knowingly or unknowingly for other people. You know, I've talked about my friend, uh, Dr. Cindy Ray, who mm-hmm. had actually said to me, you know, that for one moment we had in high school when I was an emotional support animal for her, uh, <laughs> when our friend Christy had uh, died from a car accident, right. that that changed the path of what type of doctor she became, right? right. She changed the picture for me. And it was mm. such a beautiful gift, mm. yes. right? Yes, because we're all connected, right? It's all frequency. Yes, we are. We, we vibe with each other. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, of course, I want to start with a story. You know. <laughs> tell me a story. I like to tell me some stories. <laughs> and clearly have no issue being vulnerable talking about life. So, so we are moments away from um, the 40th anniversary of my dad jumping the planet. Mm. I know we talk about my mom a lot. I mean, we talk about my dead parents a lot, apparently, but like my, <laughs> we talk about Margaret a, a lot. Margaret gets a lot of, uh, she gets a lot of space, a lot of airtime. But my dad, um, you know, he actually, um, he jumped um, in 1983. Mm. And um, he jumped about a month before my 14th birthday. Oh, wow. Yep. Right? Um, and for some reason, and I, and I say some reason, but I think I know the reason that I think that I'm far more connected to myself, connected to the world more than I had ever been before in my life. And this is a, you know, it's a monumental time. 40 years is a lot, especially when I'm only turning 54 this this summer. Yeah. Right. As a kid. Um, and when my father passed, uh, my parents were divorced. Um, in fact, they'd been divorced since I was five and my brother and I used to go to Salt Lake city, Utah to go visit him. Um, so, uh, it was a bit of an abbreviated relationship for a young kid. Of course. Um, right. So this, this, um, this, this death anniversary, I think people call it, but this, this anniversary, if you will, um, has, had been weighing on me for a while. Mm. Right. Cause I think those milestones are interesting. I think milestones make you think of things like whether it's milestones of marriage, milestones of, you know, graduating high school, college and seeing, you know, everything's very milestoney, right? Yeah. That's a new word, milestoney. Active now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, so this one had really been weighing on me and I, well, not weighing in a bad way, but like, just present, I think I, just very, present yeah. right? And I think unfinished business. 
mm. would also be a fair. Sure. I think we all have unfinished business. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> they say that's right? why we're in still every here, aspect, right? The, right. Yeah. No, I just said to some the other day um, about a. Uh, uh, because I, I don't know, some piece of wisdom flew out of my mouth that wasn't mine. I'm sure it was Jacob's. And they're like, oh my God, that's so brilliant. And, da, da, da. and I went, yeah, honey, but don't worry. I am perfectly imperfect just like you because I'm still alive. <laughs> so, like, I still got a lot to do, right? Check that box. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I figured out a couple days ago what I think part of that unfinished business, the little bit of a weight mm-hmm. to it to this milestone was. And actually, I'm very grateful for technology right now because of the internet. I paid 99 cents to do what I needed to do, which is, <laughs> which I'll explain in a second what that was. Way to throw it down. <laughs> right? Seriously, 99 cents, I was able to actually take a burden off my shoulders um, hmm. and, and likely reframe something for someone else. But my father, um, when I was like between, I think, 10 and 12, had this amazing um, girlfriend, and her name was Helen Shirtliff. And Helen was this exquisite woman. I mean, I remember going to uh, see the Utah, what was God, Rocky? No, that was Colorado Rockies is hockey. Utah, Utah had some hockey game. Anyway, it was sudden I see a hockey game with my dad and Helen. And she was so kind and she was so sweet and very affectionate. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just this really exquisite woman. And I have no idea why they broke up because they weren't dating when my dad died um probably because of his i would guess his alcoholism it doesn't matter at this point um and he also and helen also had a daughter named vicky Hmm. and vicky actually dad let her live in his downstairs time and anyway spent a lot of time with vicky so um because of whitepages.com you're welcome (laughs) whitepages.com um i paid a whopping 99 cents and found that helen had jumped the planet 1995 and there was even a photograph of her headstone. I'm into headstones these days, apparently. <laughs> um, and uh, the headstone just had her name on it and date. And it said, I love you, mom. And I'm like, well, Vicky was her only child. So mm. I knew that that must have been, you know, um, it was Vicky who did it and probably devastated, obviously, by losing her mom. And her mom was only 53. Yeah. That's right. That's young. That's young, right? Yeah. Because my dad was four days from 50. Right. Um, so and now I think about it, boy, he was dating a younger woman at the time. Way to go, Dad. <laughs> um, way to hit it. Nice move. Out of the ballpark on that one. But anyway, so I um like they have been in my thoughts, by the way, for the last 40 years. Last time I saw them was actually at this funeral service in oh, um, Salt Lake City. And uh, that s- noise, by sookie. the way. <laughs> well, that's actually Rebel. Suzanne put a very loud little necklace on her and the charm and so like she's never a mystery where she is um <laughs> sorry about that everybody for that little break there um so the other night i i found i even got vicky's address her um there's a phone number and stuff it wasn't a call i just wanted to write her a letter so i wrote vicky a letter and i was thanking her for the kindness that she showed this you know young kid from a broken family and you know, obviously um, juggling that in a father who had a drinking problem. Um, and and I also told her how amazing I thought her mother was. Mm. Um, I thought her mother was kind. I thought her mother was enchanting. I thought she had a lot of wisdom. I mean, this, like I couldn't have I couldn't have written a nicer list of a human for a human being. But that's how I felt about yeah. her mom. Isn't that great? 
who wouldn't love and, to get that letter, right? Uh, right. And then, and then in the letter, I like, you know, I talked a lot about them. Mm-hmm. And then I just gave her a quick update, like what was going on in my life. But talking about me wasn't the point. It was talking about them was the point. And, and the, and the reason I think I wanted to talk about it was I had said at the very end, I said, as much as I would love to hear back from you, it's not required. So I didn't do it to hear back. I didn't do it to be like, oh, thank you. I don't need a thank you. That's not what this is. This was to show gratitude 40 years later when I wish I would have done it sooner, but I didn't. But that's not the point. But it was to show gratitude and also to add to what her um, feelings were about her own mother, like a validation, a changing, a, 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 we talk about changing a picture. This is, I think, hopefully making the picture bigger, which is also mm. changing a picture, yeah. right? Isn't that sweet? So yeah. to her, her one-on-one with her mom, make, let's call it a postcard size. And maybe now it's just a little bit bigger than a postcard, you know, because yeah. I know when I see people um, that I haven't seen for a long time, they're like, oh my God, you look just like Margaret and holy crap, you yeah. still, you act like her too. <laughs> and that, to me, that's a compliment, right? Yeah. And so it makes my picture of that bigger. Hmm. It changes the picture, right? Isn't it sweet, yeah. Yeah, so and so, um, yeah, so that got put in the mail. Lovely. I love that. And what a great gift, right? Because the gifts are, are an offering is when we are honoring or being you know, generous of spirit, we're not doing it to reciprocate something, right? It's just, I, want, yeah. I don't want it's anything true, back. Yeah, it's just a true gift. Yeah, because yeah. it's funny. I wrote it really fast. Yeah. Um, clearly, I had 40 years. So <laughs> I wrote it really fast. Either yeah, really fast or really slow, depending on your framing. It, <laughs> right, right. It was actually quite fast. And Suzanne said to me, she was, because we were upstairs mm-hmm. here at our home office, because we live in an <laughs> office, um, and because it technically was built to be an office. Um, and I'm going downstairs, and she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to the printer. I just printed out the list. She goes, wait, what? You're done? And I said, I go, honey, I go, I, this, I'm not looking for a friend. I'm not looking to rekindle a relationship that's 40 years old. I'm not looking for, I go, I just wanted to say thank you, and your mom was awesome. Oh, such an an easy letter, right? It's right. That's why it was so easy. Yeah. Isn't that great? You know, it wasn't to say, you know, my life, this wasn't no me, me, me. It was all you, you, you and your mama. Yeah. Um, So I thought that it would be kind of an interesting thing for us to kind of go down this path of talking about reframing. Great. Well, let's take a break and come back and play with that a little bit. Let's play. Okay. Hold on, y'all. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, y'all, we're back. And we're changing the picture. <laughs> I think uh, my witchy poo has a few pictures. Well, Austin, I think you spend your life changing pictures for people. <laughs> I don't know about Let's that. Let's just be real honest about it. I mean, well, you don't only change the picture. You move where they're hanging in the room. <laughs> nice. Nice to work the metaphor. Um, I, did, I had a recent uh, situation. So I am trained as a mediator. And I was asked to do some employee mediation, right, where there's conflict in a team or, you know, some, someone in the organization is having conflict with someone else. And this happened to be uh, employee A is the team member, employee B was the leader. And, you know, I did interviews with people individually and then brought them together. And when I spoke to 
employee B, the story was, I was a new leader. I didn't know how to, I didn't know a lot of how to deal with complicated situations. I learned a lot. I'm, I'm a better leader for it. I feel bad. There were things I couldn't say. I didn't know how to address because of things that were happening in the background, which often happens in organizations. And by the way, that's beautiful that somebody can... Right. Such great I, self-awareness. And yeah. thank God that that person is a leader. Yeah, right. And so has some awareness and you know is, is taking responsibility. So when we come together, all three of us, employee B says these, you know, like takes ownership for where things could have improved, uh, apologizes. And in the this environment, employee A kind of went in. And that is Lulu who's waking up. <laughs> Lulu. A lot of dog activity. Okay, so I just want to clarify for everybody. Mm -hmm. Employee A in the hierarchy is a subordinate. Right. Employee B is the is the boss, the manager, let's right. say. The manager, the subordinate. Sure. Okay, I just Perfect. want to just to clarify for everybody yeah. to follow along. Sure. Take notes, Thank you. <laughs> so, so I'm obviously trying to be very respectful of any identity. Um, and so when employee A received the how employee B took leadership or ownership of the situation, employee A was like, yeah, I know all that. I, I know you're terrible at your job. I know, you know, and, and was is still in a very wounded place, right? As as uh, Mona would say, down down the rabbit hole, you know, yep. with, and in this way. And so it was not an overly uplifting in a conversation or <laughs> environment. And later when I looped back with the the team member, employee A, um, the conversation was, no, I don't I don't even know why I'm in this mediation situation because this isn't changing anything. I know all that. I know it was mismanaged. I know that I wasn't valued. I need these four things to happen. And that's the only way I'm moving forward. I'm like, thank you very much. You don't have to do the mediation this is not a requirement of your employment. And I, uh, you know, I just encourage you to consider that if we can't find a way forward, there's no way forward, right? That, because I, that means you shouldn't work there anymore. Well, right? it, there's no way to go forward. And right. the, the employee A response was, well, why can't, you know, I've not worked with, my, you know, employee B or my leader productively for two years, why would it change now? Like, I'm, nothing's going to change. We're just going to do the work. I'm like, well, that's not entirely true because you don't work with bots. You work with people. <laughs> you know? Right. People have emotions and feelings. So, you know. A one, bot is not a sentient being. Yeah, exactly. But your boss is a sentient being or yeah. a team leader is a sentient being. And, and there was no receptivity to, you know, thank you for saying that or I appreciate you saying that. It, it's not okay. And, you know, it was not an okay situation. I appreciate you not acknowledging that. Like there was nothing like that whatsoever. And so again, just like reframed of if you, as you, as long as you understand that you don't, you're not required to be in mediation and ending mediation means that you are not, you know, willing to work things out to move forward unless you see another path forward. She says, I don't see any other path forward other than these four things, which were not even in the realm of possibilities. Um, and, and so I went back to HR and said, did, did, did they want a like public stoning, um, a firing squad? Like was it, was it ridiculous for real? Like it, it just wasn't available in the current corporate structure. Got but, it. So that's what Got I was it. Saying. That's fair. Yeah. And fair. so, um, in this situation, um, 
and went back to HR and said, this is where we are. And they went forward to explain how come these four things that were the requirement were not available in the current structure and employee said, okay, then I, I will go back to mediation because there was an awareness after our framing. If there's no way forward, there's no way forward. Like if you don't want to continue to be in conversation, right? Remembering the root word of conversation to change together, con together, verse change, like we come together to change and clear the path to move forward. And so the report I got back from HR was, we are proceeding with mediation. I about fell off my chair. I'm like, really? How do we, how do we get there? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Who um, waved their magic wand? Wait, it was me. <laughs> so anyhow, this reframing thing can be really helpful. You know, and just when people get fearful, we will box ourselves in into a position or into, you know, hold ourselves small or try and make ourselves bigger to hold someone else small. Like we do things that are not helpful all the time. Right. And so this was just an example of that. I've done that a lot. I mean, I can say. Yeah. I totally have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Either to make myself smaller. I have... In a work environment, especially, well, actually, every environment, I've like <laughs> shrunk myself to a place where I didn't want to be seen. Yeah. And I have also inflated myself where I've taken up the entire room and nobody had space in there but me. Yeah. Totally yeah. understand yeah. how that can it, happen. It, it absolutely happens. You know, and sometimes you do it to protect someone else. Like, I'll take the bullet, you know, like you, you mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it's just sheer ego in with the ego sense of I'm trying to survive. Right. right. It's because that fear is so big. Like I'm literally trying to survive because that's the ego's job to keep, keep us alive. And so um, when we reframe, it can come out of all kinds of like bigger picture understanding. It can come from desperation. It can come from aspiration. Like it doesn't matter. But I love you and your shuns. <laughs> you sound like it was, um, I think it was like that school rock or like that Sunday morning, whatever it was, but it was like conjunction, junction, what's your function? So you do like, you do the shuns. I love it. I like it. I'll have to, I'll, I'll give it to you and you can make a song of it. So. I will. I will. So, but Watch I do, me. but I think, you know, just human beings in general, when, when we can realize like, oh, I'm, I'm holding this too small and how can I soften and play the long game? How can I think of a bigger picture is really helpful right. instead of just playing the immediate, I have to win, which is, was really playing small. Or I'm okay losing. Right. That's the other thing. You know, I had this situation, I had a friend come visit, um, just a few days ago. Um, and I love this woman. Should we take a break and then you come back and tell it? Fine. Take a break. <laughs> Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. 
It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which is morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, Redemption seekers and ex lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. Thank you. I'm going to finish. (laughs) Tell us about your friend you love. I I do, and I love her. I've known her most of my life. Our our moms were friends. Um, And funny thing is like her mom, because we talked about this. This is uh, just a side note because it's hilarious. Uh, Because now you see these two adults. I mean, she's in her early 70s. I'm in my mid-50s. And it's talking about our mommies. And it's really funny because it's such an interesting perspective because um, her mom was this, like, super Christian, walks a very tight line, like, to how she lived her life, um, how she raised the kids, all that kind of stuff. And then there's my mom where there were no lines, (laughs) you know? I mean, none. 
And she said to me, she goes, you know, I, she goes, I think the reason that my mother loved your mother so much is she wanted to be more like her. Mm. She found it and inspirational. I said, yeah. Right. And I go, I think you're right. I think a lot of women in that small town actually really love my mom because they needed her to lead the charge of being who they were and being an individual. So it was actually really sweet. But what we were talking about, we got super deep in which I, and I you know, me, I love that, like deeper, the better. <laughs> um, because we always find out stuff about each other and ourselves when we have, when we talk about that. So I, I love that. So we're sitting at this, uh, this restaurant in the, uh, in the plaza here in Santa Fe. It's called the Thunderbird. And um, which is also ironic because everything in Miami was named Thunderbird with the Thunderbird Theater, the Thunderbird Restaurant, <laughs> the Thunderbird Hotel. And here we are sitting at the Thunderbird in Santa Fe. Um, I love that little, and, little shout back, you know, clap back. <laughs> isn't that fun? Yeah. So um, she was talking about um, her like awesome son um, mm-hmm. who's gay um, and he's married and, and uh, uh the boys adopted a little girl and she's crazy about this granddaughter. And she's talked about all this progress that she's made in her life. And part of the progress is trying to break away from that kind of narrow path that her mama, you know, paved. Um, And, and then she goes, but I just don't feel like I'm vulnerable enough. Like I've been vulnerable. Hmm. And um, the first thing literally I said to her, I go, well, let's change that picture. Hmm. Let's talk about, what vulnerability really is and talked about a spectrum. I'm like, there's a spectrum to vulnerability, a spectrum to everything. And nothing is black and white. It's the gray. And, and I, that's, I love to swim in the gray. The black and white is boring. The gray yeah. is phenomenal. Right. Yeah. And we started talking about vulnerability. And I said, so I'm just going to tell you something. She says, what's that? And I go, you bringing up that you don't feel like you're vulnerable, vulnerable enough is actually vulnerable. <laughs> And she looked at me and I said, do you see how your picture of yourself just changed? Yeah. She goes, yeah. I'm doing it. it. I'm already doing it. I'm doing it. Right. (laughs) It's like, I, you just did it just now. You just did it. And I just, I think that if we can give ourselves the grace of in those moments when we are questioning ourselves or feeling less than, because for her, that was a less than type of yeah. comment, right? Yeah. Um, that we can start to change the picture of that and try to understand it more, not to think that it's either a small definition or it's a black and white or something like that, and kind of live in that gray, live in that like, all right, now I'm feeling this way, and how can I change this picture? How can I understand more about it, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, Mona would be, th- would I don't know, but it seems like Mona would say, Anytime you're, you know, p- playing at that smaller level, right? Where, you know, I would say it's fear at play, whether you're angry or you're controlling or you're trying to please, like all those places are fearful that you're not enough, right? Is she there with you? She you is. know she is. She is. <laughs> she I love you, Mona. <laughs> So, um, but I think that, that <laughs> you're like, she is. <laughs> she is, she is yeah. So, well, it's funny because she wasn't until like, she, like, I didn't know her and she's like, boom, right there. So, um, uh-huh. but, but I think, um, you know, the, the, the be, being aware is the first step to, to kind of catch yourself and go, how can I play bigger? How can right. I actually be okay with exactly who I am? So other people can be okay with who I am. 
Because when you're not, you're not in sync with yourself, people feel it, right? And when you're in sync with yourself, everything's possible. And then you don't feel like you're losing when you say, I don't have to hold that position. And you know, it's interesting because one of the things that she said to me, not Mona, but my friend, uh-huh. um, <laughs> De- Mona's the yeah. only identity that we are like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah Debbie actually is her name. But yeah. she, that one thing that she said, and I, because I said, I go, well, you're all, you've always been vulnerable with me. She goes, but mm-hmm. you're safe. Uh-huh. And I said, but here's the thing. Flip it around. No matter what you say, you're always safe. Mm. And if we, you are, if we really knew how beautifully and how closely we're held by the divine, by our loved ones, by our guides, we we would never fear or play small. Right. We just wouldn't. I mean, we wouldn't. And I and I shared with her, and I know I've talked about this before, so I'll just do just a quick reminder for everybody. But there was a time I felt incredibly unsafe for somebody that I was about to be really vulnerable with. And it was a boss of mine at Fox mm. and it was Mark. And, um, and I was petrified because that was employment. He had the power over my job. Yes, That's, he did. Right. Yes. Yep. And um, I felt very unsafe being as vulnerable as I was because I walked in there and said something like, you know, the first eight months of my misery was my fault. The last eight months was yours. So we talk <laughs> about it, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> great opening. <laughs> no, but that was my opening <laughs> for real and true to yeah. the word. That was my opening. <laughs> um, and I always liked him, right? Like I didn't, I never disliked him. It's just that we had a different way of, of handling things. And then he started to open up. He started becoming vulnerable to me. And because, so saying, uh, because you opened with your vulnerability. Correct. Right? First eight months from on me, right? Like I'll own this. Yeah. And I own certainly the first part. Second part, I'm going to give to you. <laughs> That's your door prize. I'm going to be. Ge- I'm going to be generous here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you a door prize in this whole conversation. And um, and then seriously, after that, I mean, we were like acted like brother and sister. We had mm. so much fun together. Exactly. We we knew each other. We figured we'd figured each other out. We were respectful and caring and supportive. And when he left, because he left before the acquisition happened. I was so incredibly devastated. Mm. I was utterly, from somebody who at one point I wanted to throttle his neck (laughs) to being utterly devastated because we found our way. Talk about changing the picture, right? And that's changing the picture. Total reframe. Totally reframe. I mean, completely. I mean, not even changing, like we changed the room, forget the wall. Mm. I mean, it just completely changed it. And, but I told her, that story about being around somebody that's incredibly unsafe. That was probably one of the most unsafe moves I've made. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and but when, I had to do it. Yeah. And when we can really do it with that authenticity and trusting something that's bigger than us, everything's possible. Yes. And again, like, like the mediation thing, it does, it may not happen in the moment. It may not be lightning in a bottle like it was for you and Mark, but it, it got there. Right, where something yes, something is going to change. Yeah, right? sometimes things like they need light to up fast. Yeah, right. And sometimes it starts with like a spark that turns into the big awesome fire. Right. Yeah. Um. That that because fire, as we know, transforms. Uh, transforms. Right. <laughs> yes. It transforms. Yeah. Um. So I think that yes, and so part of it is being patient. So don't expect yeah. that immediate. Uh, return and again when you can um, take that bigger picture, take the big picture, the long view, it makes such a difference. 
And uh, and the first, though, you have to change the picture for yourself. Right. And then, right? And then, so I changed the picture for me and I owned part of it. I owned my piece yeah. and I owned it hard <laughs> and it was real, but I did. And everything though. Because like, it, it was hard. Because it was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> I didn't like it. That was not a pleasant moment. Yeah. It was really. like, God, what's, what the, what's what? wrong with you? Yeah. You know, I went a little bit through that and I'm like, okay, you're human. Um, and you know, and fear and, ch and change and all those things. And get, all the things, right. All and the all the things, doesn't matter what it is, it's all the things. All the things that make us feel small or make us feel insecure, yes. right. All the things. And exactly. And to be able to be compassionate with yourself and go, okay, yep, I did that. I did that. I think this is an earth school lesson. Yeah. This is like, it's a this big is so one. powerful, it's right? It's a big one, yeah. I think it's a big one. I think changing the picture and how you do it, whether it's through vulnerability or whether it's just through truth or however you do to change that picture or you broaden something, you actually can start to understand, like sometimes it's like just giving something a bigger definition, right. but it's all about bigger is the point, Yeah, you know? Yeah, um, so sweet. And yeah, it's a real, but, uh, you know, I, again, or it's, or it's reaching out to somebody that you haven't seen in 40 years, which is, by the way, weird. Like if I were to get a letter from somebody, <laughs> like if, if, if the tables were turned and, and, you know, Vicky spent 99 cents to find me, <laughs> Um, Plus the I, cost of postage. <laughs> and then, right, the postage probably cost more than the um, whitepages.com did. But, but the, the thing is, is, I just wanted to shout out cosmically, right, because the outer planets are all going retrograde now. And so this is the perfect time to revisit. So there may be other oh. things out there for people to consider and go, you know what, in retrospect, yeah. I can see this situation differently. There, right. there may be opportunities for people to reach out and go, hey, I wasn't at my best, or I, I understand more today better than I did then. And I just wanted to acknowledge. Maybe because yeah. what you just said is really interesting because you just said um, it's not so much changing the picture, but it's actually seeing the picture. Yeah. Because that's what you, and that's yeah. the, that's part of it too, is like sometimes you can't see it yeah. in order to change it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or to yeah. make it bigger. Well, when under a microscope or something. Yeah. When when you're so you know tied into your current position, you can only see what you can see. You can't see what actually is. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I hold very firm that at uh, thirteen, almost fourteen, I could not see a picture. Right. So. <laughs> oh mercy. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking thirteen months ago. There's a lot of things I couldn't see. <laughs> right. No, this is forty years ago. You know, as a kid. Yeah. Um, but like, those are the things, because you know what it is out of all of this, that is so important ingredients. All of it is that it, this, all of it came from it's, it was love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, whether it was love of another love of self, like the reason I did talk to Mark and I wanted to change the picture because it was love of actually myself. Yeah. You know, um, with the situation with Vicky, it was love of she and her mom. Right. And what they showed me, you know, but it's like, it's that. And with, I have a feeling the person that eventually, you know, uh, person A or one or <laughs> whatever their name was, uh, or letter number was, um, <laughs> there had to have been a shift to change the picture of like, if I keep doing this, I'm going to hurt myself and I don't hate myself. That's exactly I actually right. like, if not love myself. That's exactly Whatever right. their internal conversation was. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Boom. Without a doubt. Yep. So the take play the long game, find the love, yep. and be compassionate. Yep. So thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, our school is hard. Without the other side. Thank you all. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Joey Pat, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at hi, H-I, at vibes.store. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, our school is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.